Welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and it's my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. And today we have Colin Smith, who is a Los Angeles-based digital artist, photographer, and trainer. He is the founder of one of the most, world's most popular websites for creators, photoshopcafe.com, which has received over 40 million visitors. I'm sure it's even more at this point. Um, and as, as a leading trainer, Colin has written 20 books and too many video courses to count. And I have to say there's a pretty wild backstory to uh, the two of us being on this show together. Um, probably about eight plus years ago, I uh, when I first picked up a camera, Colin's work um, and the Photoshop Cafe was my go-to home to learn about Photoshop and just photography in general. And so when we just met recently at a Google Pixel event where I was doing some of the mental fitness and Colin was there um, because of his beautiful craft, we we connected and here we are. So Colin, there's, it, it feels good to have you on the show. It's so full circle. Yeah, it is. It's great to be here. Thanks for, for having me. I'm really excited to, you know, have this little meeting and, uh, you know, see what comes out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll create live on, on the spot here. Um, you know, before we get into your work and, you know, some of the things that I mentioned in your bio and so forth, if like you put away the titles and all that stuff and, and, and whatnot, like, who are you? You know, like what, what, how do you define yourself? And I know this evolves as, as time evolves and as we evolve as humans, but like in this moment, you know, who are you? Well, I, I'm a creator and, and it kind of spills over to my whole life. Really. Um, it was actually funny because I was thinking about this morning, I started, I was listening to something on, the, on, on NPR and I was thinking about retirement and I was like, what makes me think I'm going to have a traditional retirement? Like <laughs> nothing in my life has been traditional. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it's, I've never really followed a script or, you know, what I'm supposed to do. Um, I've really just always pursued, I'm somebody that pursues happiness and fulfillment. Mm. Um, I pursue success, but my success is not gauged in money. It's gauged in whether or not I'm happy and I really enjoy what I'm doing. So I'm a creator and I'm just happy when I'm creating things. Yeah. Well, and you can feel that of course, through your, your work and, and even, you know, in our, our, some of our first conversations, uh, I guess it's a few weeks back or a couple months ago. Um, I mean, you've been, and I, I felt it too, even, you know, obviously I was familiar with your work, but just like going through the backstory, um, you can just, you can see that, you can see that happiness and, and fulfillment, those characteristics just coming, you know, through your whole story. I'm just curious, Colin, like, have you always been like that or was there a moment or like how, like where did that show up for you? Like early, you know, little, little call and before you, you know, you, you've moved from New Zealand essentially to the U S and really pursued your, your career in photography and, and uh, you know, tutorials and training and so forth. Well, I've always had a passion uh, for creativity, you know, since I remember, you know, when I was a kid, I was, you know, doing coloring books and stuff like that. But then you know, something my parents always loved to remind me of, um, you know, I used to build things. I used to build these little forts. And I remember there was a little fort I built when I was a kid. And I just really, for some reason, I like to get lost in the details. Mm -hmm. So 
I get to the nth degree of detail sometimes, you know, that people don't even see. So when I built this little fort, I built it out of matchsticks and, um, yeah, I was actually on a tech drawing board, but then I went inside and I made little huts and then I drew tiny little pictures and put them on the walls and then put electric lights in there and I had a little gate that opened oh and all God. this stuff okay. and just like, you know, just, I don't know. I just always enjoyed doing those kinds of things. Now, as far as my first job, um, I was not doing a creative job at all. I was uh, working for Telecom New Zealand and uh, telecommunications. (laughs) That's actually my background. Um, And, you know, I was heavily involved in that, you know, helping New Zealand switch to digital and, you know, putting in fiber up to put in the first fax machine in New Zealand to give away my age um, and stuff like that. But I actually hated it. I absolutely despised it. I hated getting up in the morning. I hated my job. Um, And I just wanted to be creative and do creative things and i thought wow you know just imagine those lucky people that get to do that for a living um you know fast forward a few years you know i I came to the u.s um really just looking for opportunity but there's a thing that we do in new zealand it's called a big oe it's kind of a ritual when you get to a certain age you know early 20s or or whatever you're expected to go overseas for about six months and it's your big overseas experience um you know so people go Usually people go to England and Europe, you know, because New Zealand being a Commonwealth country. Um, but I always wanted, you know, visit the U.S. and, you know, long, cut a long story short, you know, yeah. I came to the U.S. and um, and I was just drawing. Um, uh, there's a guy I met. He was a film, film guy, you know, DP. Um, and I just did some business cards and some stuff for him. And his boss saw it and, uh, and they just happened to need someone to do design. And so then, you know, they offered me a position, you know, said they would sponsor me and all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't planning on staying. And I was like, you know what, you know, why not? Well, let's give this a shot, you know. And um, and to be honest, I didn't really know what I was doing, but no one, I haven't been found out yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's still coming. That was 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Look out. (laughs) But it was there like, what gave you... Like, were you, were you scared or nervous? Like, I mean, how long did you spend in the telecom world in New Zealand? Oh, I was there for a long time. Um, I actually did a whole apprenticeship and became a a skilled lineman, you know, so I went through the whole system that was four years of training. Yeah. um, You know, practical and also the university that I went to. Okay. So Um, not a small shift. Like this was a big, I mean, there was a move across an ocean, obviously, but like... Uh, there's that, but then just in terms of careers, like what gave you the courage to 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 jump and go for it? Well, some of it was circumstance, and some of it was my naivety. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so at that time, um, Telecom New Zealand had just uh, privatized, um, so it used to be government owned, and then they were okay uh, going into private corporation, and then they had. Um, a voluntary severance. So with the voluntary severance, I got a, a payoff, oh, you know, I yeah. could leave. And I was, you know, obviously it was a huge decision. And I was like, you know, I'm not really happy doing this, you know, let me do it. And then I sat down and I worked out like what it would take to go to the US. And I realized it was impossible. You know, I was like, okay, you know, yeah, <laughs> I don't have enough money. I don't have this. Yeah, it's impossible. So, you know, I just, I did it anyway. Mm. So I just threw caution to the wind and just went. And I was at that age, it's like, you know, I can make a mistake, you know, I can just pick up my life where I left off, you know, so it wasn't like a, um, 
but it was hard, you know, 27 years old, starting life again, you know, it was, yeah. it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how, how did it all start with, I, I mean, now I, I didn't know about like the level of detail when you're like young Colin, let's just say, but I mean, now it makes <laughs> sense that you're a Photoshop master given the detail work required in that software. But like, how, how did that whole world come to come to life for you? Well, it was a collision of two passions. So I was really fortunate. So one part of, you know, the, my job at telecom, I did enjoy was the technology side of it. I enjoyed that side. I didn't like the, you know, starting work at 7.30 a.m. And I didn't like digging holes in the side of the street. There was other <laughs> yeah. parts of the job I didn't like. But I always loved technology. And so, uh, you know, I had computers. I was one of the... <laughs> First people, not the first people, I mean, you know, but definitely an early adopter in computers when they, you know, before everyone had them, before the internet. And so um, I was just playing around with computers. And then I discovered, you know, uh, Photoshop and applications like that. And I was like, wow, I can actually mix my art and computers together. In fact, my first graphics I created was in um, Windows Paint. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And then just the opportunity came, you know, to um, to work in the design industry. And then I was actually using Corel Draw at the time. First thing I bought when I got to the US mm -hmm. was Corel Draw 3. And I couldn't believe how cheap it was. It was a hundred bucks yeah. and it was like a thousand dollars in New Zealand. Wow. Um, so yeah, just started playing with that. And then that's where work came out. And then I realized that, oh, everyone's using Photoshop. This is what I need to learn. Okay. <laughs> and it just come out, you know, it was the very first version on PC. And um and I was really excited because I was able to do things in it that I couldn't do. Yeah. So it was just, for me, it's just a collision of two passions. And I was like, you know, what better thing than two things I love, you know, technology and art together. Yeah. Well, and, and, and as, I, as, as I was pre preparing for the call too, it seemed like, I mean, what you just mentioned, you know, Photoshop had just come out. And uh, I think there was a point where either you were invited or you were attending a conference and you wanted to go and learn and whatnot, but then realized that like, oh, I actually am using or know about the majority of what these these teachers are teaching right now in terms of the features and and like process flow and whatnot. Like, was... Because I feel like that was probably a bit of an inflection point for you. Because now it's like I, I, you're not just like a random Photoshop, you know, everyday user. You're you're kind of approaching this level of of you can teach others as well. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things I have done, which probably ninety nine percent of I, I make that number up, but most Photoshop users have never read the manual. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's the detail my, again. <laughs> My my bedtime reading used to be user manuals. Um, like I was so like, okay, when I faked my way into the design industry, um, you know, I was working on a magazine. We had 200,000 units per month were being printed. And okay. I had to, knowing nothing with no one else in the digital, you know, my mentor, he was a paste up guy. You know, he was uh, literally would paste up stuff and hand it to me and say, hey, Okay, digitize this. And so I had to figure out what I was doing really, really fast. So, okay. so I was reading constantly. Uh, when I wasn't working, I was reading and just reading user manuals, magazines, everything. There was no internet then. So yeah. I just read everything I possibly could and then just played around in the software. And um, one of the things I did in, in Photoshop is literally I would just go into the menu and I would start on the left-hand side. And I would go down and then just go across. As soon as I got to something I didn't understand, I would stop 
and I would make it my mission to understand that. And then once I understood it, then I'd go to the next menu item. So literally, that's that's how wow. I Photoshop. <laughs> that's that's why. Do you find that shows up in other areas of your life as well? Like that? I, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think it does because recently I was doing a thing with Adobe. We were, um, it was a new piece of software, and we were kind of. Uh, you know, I was trying it out for, you know, some, you know, like the, you know, NDA thing. So I can't get into the details yeah. about it. But I remember I didn't have it on my system and someone else was driving and it was just the learning process was just way, way too slow for me because for me, learning is like I'm visual. So I have to touch it. I have to play with it. Yeah. And then I kind of and then I go there and then so once I kind of feel like at least I'm doing something with it. Then I'm like, okay, I don't understand. And then, then, then I, so, so basically, you know, rapid learning or, you know, what I call rapid learning and, and, and you, you know, this of course is you have to have information, you know, information like little hooks. And then, so, you know, you take the knowledge you have and in order to expand your knowledge, you can't just hang it in the air. You have to have something that you already know that you hang that new piece of knowledge to. Mm -hmm. And then by doing that, you're not repeating. You're like, okay, I already know this. Okay, let's skip to the next one. So, so rather than trying to just start with just some, you know, reading some manual and you don't understand how it works or what it is, I like to get a visual map. And then from there, it's like, okay, let me fill in the pieces. Mm. And then, and for me, that's kind of a faster way of learning. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just kind of, so I don't think linearly, I think kind of in a grid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I actually, I had some questions around your, I guess your thought process and, and, and like even just how you come up with some of these like works of art where I was watching, um, a video you were doing with Adobe, I think it was uh, like an instructional video and you were creating from just multiple different photos. It was like, I think it was a blending workshop, but just like mm. to pick the photos and see the final piece, I'm assuming in your mind before, you know, you go through the motions takes, from my opinion, as a mental fitness strategist, like you've got to have a somewhat clear mind. Like you can't be, you can't be all of these like motions and all these different things pulling you so you can't actually you know dial into your to your craft so i'm curious like from a a day-to-day basis like what 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 do your days look like and just for everyone listening to like that may not be familiar with the the work that you're doing like maybe just give a little bit of a backstory of of like what your work is and and what the days typically look like sure um they're not really the same um yeah, which i fair. which i like it keeps me fresh um yeah. so you know the tasks i may be doing can vary a lot you know um i do everything from you know currently right now um you know i'm creating videos that i'm putting on youtube i have my website photoshop cafe i'm putting those videos on photoshop cafe which would be tutorials instructional and then mm-hmm. also doing the written steps that go with it and then sending out newsletter and all all the pieces go with that. Um, I also, you know, do freelance work, you know, so I work with companies like Adobe and companies like that, you know, ask me to do things. And, uh, and one of my clients, I have one client left, um, cause I actually quit working for other people and became my own client a number of years ago, but, okay. um, I couldn't say no to this one. So it's David Lee Roth from Van Halen, you know, okay, yeah. 
Big fan. He, of course, he doesn't know it if he's watching. Sorry, Dave, I am a fan, but yeah, don't yeah. tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, if, but, you're, and uh, if you're listening, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and he could be because yeah. he is very curious and loves to learn. And uh, yeah, so there's yeah. a good chance he is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, um, so my days are kind of my typical day when I'm not traveling is, um, you know, first thing I do is I go for a walk. And mm. that's the very first thing I do every day. You know, it's, it's not even, you know, I was talking to someone about this recently. Like, uh, so, you know, do you have to, you know, make yourself? I'm like, no, I don't make myself. I don't force myself. It's just what I do. It's like you brush your teeth. I go for a walk. I get up, you know, I put on the clothes I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I happen to live in a beautiful neighborhood. We've got four parks right here. Okay. And that's what I do. The first thing I do is I go out. And that clears my mind. So all yeah. the sleepy, whatever, just, you know, getting some endorphins going, seeing nature, looking at the squirrels, you know, whatever, you know, just mm -hmm. walking, getting that fresh air. And that's, that's the first thing I do every single day. And I do that for about an hour. Okay. You know? Okay. And then and I come No camera, home. nothing, just you, right? You're... Um, occasionally, you know, yeah, occasionally I might take a camera, okay. um, but... Usually no. Um, yeah. Occasionally I might pull out my phone, but usually no. You know, yeah. usually it's just, you know, just like, how am I going to set the pace for the day? You know, what is so important? You know, how how am I going to set my mind? Because I, I, the way you start your day, kind of, you know, it's like a when you launch an arrow, <laughs> you know, yeah. When you let go of that <clears throat> bow, like that initial launch, you know, determines the trajectory of where that arrow is going. So it's not that you can't change course, you know, of course you can, you know, you can reset and things like that. But as far as just, you know, momentum, I feel yeah. like, you know, that sets my momentum for the day, you know, in a direction. Hello, friends. Given you're here, I'm making the assumption that you're motivated to be mentally fit. So with that in mind, I want to let you know about the Better Questions newsletter, which publishes once or twice a month, providing all of us the opportunity to slow down, think, and ask better questions. As you know, quality questions are my thing. And this is an opportunity to share the prompts I've studied and curated to help our minds be healthier, clearer, more intentional, and expand our mental capacity. You can sign up over at behindthehuman.com slash newsletter, which will also give you a preview of my debut book, Personal Socrates. That's behindthehuman.com slash newsletter. Now back to the show. Well, and isn't it, isn't it just beautiful to start the day knowing that you're starting the day on your own terms versus, you know, your email inbox or social media or whatever. And like you said, I mean, sometimes you might pick up your phone and I'm the, I'm the same way, but for the most part, like the first hour of the day is, is, is blocked for me to set the course, set the pace, same thing, like whether it's physical exercise or mental fitness stuff, but it's, it's that, that block and it just feels so nice knowing you know, that like, because there's so many things that are outside our, uh, of our control day in and day out that that one thing that we could do, like that's, that's within our control. You know, we can start the day on our own, on our own merit and our own, with our own intentions. And it's, and it literally dict dictates to your point, the next 23 hours, including how well or how poorly you sleep. It's mm. huge. Right. Yeah. So then, okay, so then you come back from the walk. Um, and I, I, again, I realize, you know, other days are different, but like in general, how do you kind of split up your day and whatnot? 
Okay, so then you know, once I do that, you know, have some breakfast. You know, um, I I don't get people that skip breakfast. Um, I've done that in the past, and sure. it really gives you the energy. Like if I have breakfast, I don't crash in the afternoon. Okay, if I don't have breakfast, I do crash in the afternoon. So it's interesting. So just things you learn about yeah. yourself. Um, so I'll do that, and you know, something I haven't been so good at lately. Um, I really need to get back into it. Um, and I started doing it during COVID was taking that breakfast and sitting outside in a patio mm. and not having any, 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 not having any electronics, but just sitting there and um, eating, eating my breakfast and just looking, looking at yeah. know, the, the plants and the bugs and the birds and, and whatnot. And it, but it's kind of like a changing of the pace. It's like I'm transitioning into my day now. So I'm kind of, yeah. changing my thought process um you know lately i've been bad i need to get back into that because you know otherwise you're going to start checking your email and then all the rush and the panic and everything starts yeah. to come in so generally you know yeah i eat my breakfast and then i come upstairs sitting where i am right now and then i open up my computer and you know i might have some tasks that i've predetermined i'm going to do for the day okay. um but i also check my email to see you know maybe there's something urgent Sure. And important that, you know, needs to be, you know, because, you know, the quadrant thing, I'm sure, you know, you know, the important versus the urgent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> With guy, guy Kaisaki, you know, so that that's really important to understand that too is, um, so then I'll take, you know, the important and the urgent and, you know, the unimportant can wait. Even yeah. though sometimes it, it just, it nags at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but another key um, that I do for productivity is I have notifications turned off on my computer. So, yeah. so cute. you know, cause that just, that just drags you right out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just, you know, and then at that point, you know, I might have a little rough to do list, but then I'll kind of tighten it up and say, okay, what I want to do. And then I'll jump in and I'll just start working. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I love the, you know, again, those early morning hours and then the breakfast and just paying attention to, to the details again, from the mental fitness front. I mean, uh, whether you're realizing it or not, I mean, you're you're training your mind to see detail, which I imagine mm. shows up in your work after. Um, and for mm. me, like, uh, this is where I, because I, I, I still benefit from this, where I feel like photography has given me the the greatest gift that that I have. It's like, you, I can't walk around without seeing the photo or the composition mm. or the light or something, right? So it just trains your mind mm. to appreciate and see that level of detail. And, and, that shows up, you know, and, and whatever work you're doing, because then, you know, you see it, mm. right? Versus yeah. just like glancing yeah. over these things. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. So what, um, what's going on these, these days? And in, in, like, what surprised you about this whole journey that you've, you've been on? Because I mean, you arrive in the US and, <laughs> you know, you start doing, you know, some writing and design work. And then, you know, uh, at one point you, you get to the point where you, you go all in on Photoshop Cafe and, and, you know, it seems like you're doing the work that really lights you up and hence right back to what you said about retirement. Um, you know, like, what's that all about kind of thing? <laughs> I, I'm just curious, though, like over over the, the decades you've been doing this, what continues to surprise you about this this world that you're in? I think everything, <laughs> um, you know, I'm super grateful that I can do this every day and I, I can actually call this a job. I mean, this yeah. is what I would be doing if I was working a nine to five. This is what I'd be doing in my spare time. 
In fact, yeah. it was. You know, yeah. I started this, you know, as a side gig, you know, when I was before they called it a side hustle, you know. Yeah. Um, what they used to call it moonlighting or whatever they used to call it. Yeah. But I used to, you know, kind of do this um because I, I just enjoyed it. I really enjoyed doing it. And uh I was surprised that it actually you know, suddenly became a, a full time. I could actually sustain myself doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're still waiting for some of them to jump out and 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 you know take the uh, take it away in in some capacity. Like, oh, uh, th- th- this can't be true, right? That this is my path. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I kind of got over that, like maybe twenty years into it. <laughs> sure, sure, fair. And then you know, and then I I do realize, you know, so for a long time I didn't call it a job. I didn't call Photoshop Cafe a business. Um, you know, I didn't call my visitors customers. I still don't. I, I don't use the word customer. I find it offensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, and I don't call it a business. I call it a community. Yeah. Um, even though technically, you know, it is, but, it, you know, but I feel like the motivation is what makes it different because for a business, you know, generally you're motivated by making a profit or turning a profit at some point mm-hmm. and growing this business. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I kind of maybe we'll we'll talk about that later. I kind of started down that path a little bit, and uh, and it was a, a wrong course for me. Um, but just realizing, you know, it's a community, um, and I'm, you know, I'm the leader of this community, and yeah. I'm sharing. But you know, I always tell people this is their cafe. This the Photoshop cafe. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to everyone that uses it. Everyone is part yeah. of the community. And so that's always been my my goal is, you know, really is I want to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I have, you know, one of my addictions is art. Another one of my addictions is teaching. And just automatic, you know, like, by the way, I think it's a calling. If you don't, if you're thinking about doing this and you or starting a YouTube channel just, and you don't have the passion, it's not your calling, don't do it because you won't succeed. I'm just going to put that straight out there because it has to be. Yeah. Um, so it's like when I learn something, and no matter what it is, my friends probably find it irritating that I, I have to teach it immediately. Hey, I discovered this. I got to share this with you. You know, it's yeah. just like, it's just a natural part of who I am. So really, I'm just being who I am. And I'm lucky enough you have to call it a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's working out. But I mean, I do want to talk a little bit about like how you balance, you know, um, teaching and doing what you love, but also balancing that like you are running a business. And if there are any, and I mean, share as much as you, as, as much or as little as you'd like about like some of the different paths that you've taken. But I'm curious to understand like some of the fundamental questions that have been that have been helpful for you along the way to like steer the ship a bit or course correct, or, you know, make sure that you're, you're staying true to what you want to be doing. Yeah. And that's good. Um, I actually did write down some, some thoughts on that too. Oh, good. Um, And one of them, which is actually with my core philosophy is, you know, um, when I make a decision to do something, um, there's always a risk that it's going to succeed. Oh, so, I like that framing. So, so I better make sure that I really want to do what I'm doing. Like, if I try something, is it like, oh, what if this succeeds? Is this what I actually really want to be doing? 
Yeah. So you got to be really, so you, you've got to really pick the things, or at least for me, the things that I'm passionate about and things that I would be happy doing forever. Yeah. You know, or yeah. spending my time. Um, and another one of those, and very, very important is maybe for the last decade was one, you know, because I kind of had a shift about a decade ago. And, um, and now I'm thinking about, you know, is this, you know, is it freeing me up or is it tying me up? Mm. Yeah. You know, because a lot of that shift kind of happened when I went from a service-based business to a product-based business. So initially I was service-based, which meant that, you know, I had clients and I had to design if I wanted to, or, you know, photography or whatever, you know, create video, you know, I work in all, you know, different mediums, but basically I had to sit down and create something in order to get paid. And so every time I want to get paid, I have to make something else. I got to bake another pie, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, and then somewhere along, I, I had a revelation that um, rather than having to create a million pies, why not just create one pie and sell it a million times? And mm-hmm. so it made more sense for me to start creating products, you know, like training products. Put a lot of effort and create some good training products. But then that can go on and it can, you know, especially now, you know, I'm not, you know, back in the day, I used to make DVDs and I used to put them in boxes and take them down the post. I'd be at the post office every day, I'm loads of boxes, you know, and I had to print out the labels and all that. And now everything could be automated. So I like to do things that I can say, you know, let me do this once and then put it into an automation workflow where it's working for me now. And then I can just kind of focus on doing other things. Obviously, you know, you still customer support and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And incidentally, I do my own customer support. I don't outsource it, you know, Love which it. is probably crazy. But once again, it's a community spirit. You know, I yeah. don't, you know, um, I like to, you know, uh, communicate with, with the community. But I did, sure. yeah, let, let me just talk about that, you know, because I did kind of hint at it. So one point I kind of made a, I decided, you know, I'm going to become a publisher, um, mm. which, you know, I am. But, but sure. instead of self-publishing, I decided I want to kind of become a publishing company. And so I actually acquired another company, which was bigger than my my business. And um, and along with that came like 30 authors and, um, you know, a couple of hundred titles, you know, which, which you know, we still have. Um but then I just kind of started focusing on building this publishing brand. And, you know, we got a studio, hired staff, you know, we kind of built and then started, you know, kind of all the trade shows and having booths at the shows and, you know, um, buying ads and creating ads and magazines and just all the stuff that goes with building that kind of a, a brand. And my company or Photoshop Cafe was organically birthed online it was never a brick and mortar physical business it was birthed from the internet and Mm -hmm. its whole genesis and root and everything comes from that and then so it was almost like taking something that was just beautiful and organic and then bolting this brick onto it (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean and it was like oh look at me i have a big company look at me i have you know like it was good for ego yeah, but it was not good for my mental health, and it wasn't good for the organic growth because it slowed down the company. So you know, eventually, I got to a point where I just realized, you know what, I'm going back back to roots. 
mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I literally pruned the, the thing down to a stump and went back to what I did in the first place. And now, you know, it's more of a personal brand again. And okay. I'm so much happier. Now, that's not to say I'm not going to build a publishing company again or grow that out. But if I do, next time I do it, I will hire a manager to do that for me. And I'm not going to do that side because I realized, you know what? I hate doing that kind of work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did you, like, in that time when you when you made the decision to, or when you realized it was kind of like a brick, like, what, what were there... Were there some questions or were there some, uh, you know, practices, things that you were doing to help, you know, bring that clarity up? Because it's so easy to fall into, especially with business and what it's so easy to fall into like an autopilot. It's like you have this thing, uh, you've got to do these steps and it's like you, you miss like some of the key signs when they're not aligned, Right. Yeah. Well, you know, once, a, once again, you know, I was dropped into something where I had no idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which I'm not, you know, that's, I'm used to that. <laughs> that's part, yeah. part and parcel for my life, basically, you know, but that's how I learn, you know. Um, so it was funny because I remember talking to a friend of mine, you know, and he goes, well, now you've acquired this business. He goes, you realize you're going to have to start reading different types of books now. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you can't read creative books. You got to start reading business books now. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, new manuals. <laughs> and, and of course, you know, and he was, he was right, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, so, you know, I read, I read, read a lot of business books, you know, all the, you know, all the books that probably everyone else has read, you know, all yeah. the New York Times bestsellers and all those. Um, and it was great. And I learned a lot, which, of course, I'm still using today. But um, I just remember I was just so stressed, um, you know, dealing with project management and people and deadlines and people not, you know, no offense to my authors. Most of them were really good, but one or two didn't meet deadlines. Um, yeah. And just not knowing how to like, because um, I'm not really, a, I'm, I'm not a taskmaster, you know, I'm not good at, you know, pushing people to do things, you know, sure. I'd like to prefer to work with people that prefer to be led, you know, yeah. um, and you know, you, you know, you know what I mean? It's like people that want to do what mm-hmm. they want to do. Um, but you know, it was, all of that was just, it was, I wasn't really, I don't think I was just really equipped for that. Um, and then I also realized that, you know, yes, we are building a bigger company. Um, but I was like, man, this, I, this is just a lot of productivity and a lot of activity, but it's I, it's not really, um, I shouldn't use the word productivity because I don't think it was as productive. What happened was, you know, a lot of activity, a lot of work. Yeah. But I felt like I was putting in 80% of the work to get 20% of the result. Whereas how things were before, it was just so easy. I used to just tell us, I can't believe you know, how easy this is, you know, and, and when I say easy, it's not like I'm not working hard because I'm working really of hard, course. but it wasn't like I was laboring, you know, it was, it was just, everything was just kind of working. It was like, I felt like I was putting in 20% effort and getting an 80% return yeah. on my effort because it was just, the momentum was just working and everything was just flowing and it was just, it was right. And yeah. then I just realized that, you know, this is, you know, I preferred the old way. <laughs> and, you know, I've learned some new things, like definitely, you know, um, I'm definitely a lot more business oriented than I was before. So I learned a lot of good things, but just realized, is this about me trying to build some big company so I can show up at some conference with an entourage of 20 <laughs> people, you know, or, you know, 
Or is this about me actually just enjoying what I'm doing again and being happy? Because I wasn't designing anymore. I wasn't you, you know, doing photography. I wasn't doing Photoshop much anymore. I was it was all business stuff. Yeah. And then I just realized, you know, man, I was so much happier back then. I had less stress. I had way less overhead. Um, and, you know, overall, maybe not bringing in as much top line revenue, but the bottom line was actually better. Okay. <laughs> because here, all I was doing is pouring all these resources into this business that I'm, that I'm building. And then I realized, you know, why don't I just go back to what really worked? And, mm. you know, and then that's when I, I made that shift and just said, you know what? Let's just kind of go there and rebuild. And then if I do decide to, you know, to build the empire, um, I, I know the right way to do it now. Yeah, yeah. You said such valuable insights, right? Having gone through that. Yeah. It's impressive. I'm, I'm curious, like, where, where do you think you're evolving to next? Or another way, like another question, like who are you striving to, to become? Because we're always, you know, we're always evolving mm. in some capacity. But like, what, what does that look like for you right now? It's interesting that you say that um, or ask that because, of course, you're very good at asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> Big Thank questions, you, you know, um, which are not always easy to answer. Um, and I can just say, I really believe right now, um, and I've felt this for the last six months or so, I'm in a transition period right now. Okay. I'm in a transition where I am transitioning into something else and to the next thing. I honestly don't hundred percent know what it is yet. Oh, juicy. Um, I like this. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. But I, I just, you know, when you just kind of feel things are shifting mm -hmm. and just, you know, and all, you know, not just circumstances, but just thoughts, you know, uh, emotions, effort, like things. I just feel like th there's a shift going on. Um, obviously, you know, still going to be in the same related area. Sure. Um, and, but I feel like I'm getting ready for something bigger, you okay. know? Um, and I, I have some ideas, you know, that I'm kicking around. I don't, uh, you know, know if I want to put them out there just yet because I'm yeah, not sure, fine. you know, they're not crystallized enough yet to really put them out there come on we need an, <laughs> an, an exclusive on behind the human <laughs> right right they, right is that how they say it <laughs> yeah they do um, well, i'll tell you one idea i'll tell you one idea i have and sure. um and we'll see if it happens or yeah. not you know i'm just I, I i just sit on ideas sometimes for a while because i'm committed i'm like when i decide to do something i will do it hello high water um so i'm not a quitter so when i do something i do it so i really want to make sure I want to do something before I do it. <laughs> okay. How do you know, um, how do you know that for you? Like, what's how do worked, I know? Well, that you really like, what are the signs for you? Cause I mean, uh, just to get real practical, I mean, clearly you've yeah. gone through that process before, but is there, is there something that, you know, there's like, okay, when, when I feel this or a certain amount of time passes, like whatever it is, just how do you know? It's like this, I'm going all in now. Um, when I just make the commitment. Okay. I just say, you know what, I'm doing it, and and then I do it. Like for me, it's it's as simple as just making a commitment. Okay. Um, and then you know, I'm, which is why I'm I have a fear of commitment because when I do commit, I commit. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> so so, tell, yeah, so, so tell us this idea, Colin. <laughs> so really, so part of it, what I'm thinking of right now is because one of the things I really enjoy is teaching, mm -hmm. and obviously I enjoy Photoshop, and 
Um, you know, this, but there's so much, I feel like there's so much saturation um, in Photoshop. And also I feel like maybe the demand is starting to, to you know, dwindle just a little bit from what it was. So one of my superpowers, um, to touch on something way back when you're talking about like thinking I'm a chess player. So I always, uh, so I'm very, very strategic in my thinking. Um, And that's actually what I do when I'm in Photoshop. I see the end result and then I reverse engineer it and then I create it. So like if someone asks me how to do something in Photoshop, I can tell you without having Photoshop open. (laughs) So, so that's, so it's kind of, you know, so I look at the checkmate and then I work my way back. And so I'm thinking, you know, expanding into a broader technology um, and teaching, doing what I do now with Photoshop, but expanding it. um, And um, but for people that are non-digital natives, um, they call us digital immigrants, believe it or not. (laughs) It's actually a term. That's actually a term. That's pretty much everyone born after the year 1990. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, And just so I have an uncanny ability to learn things. Um, it's just the way my brain is, you know, whatever it be, you know, I can learn something and then I re-engineer it in my mind to simplify it. And that's how I understand things. So I have to simplify things, turn them into pictures. And then once I understand them and I have a map and it's very easy for me to teach other people, then then people always tell me, wow, you just, you know, took something complicated. You made it sound really simple. Sometimes it can make it look like I'm not that smart because I make it seem so simple. But I actually think, you know, it's a lot easier to make something sound complicated than to make it sound simple. Oh, for sure. So you want to teach the flow of that, essentially, like your the thought process behind starting with the end in mind, essentially, and like the, the reverse engineering of, of the moves? Well, you know, actually, I've never thought of that before, but that's a, that's okay. a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. Maybe I should. I'm going to start thinking about that now. I've, I haven't ever thought about that. No, but what I was thinking about is just like, you know, instead of just teaching Photoshop, teaching everyday things, you know, like, you know, oh, okay. the Google Pixel, for example, you know, how do yeah. you, how do you use the phone? How do you take photos? How do you share photos? Or, you know, how do you set up your Wi-Fi route? You know, it could be anything, you know. Yeah. And part of that was because I got a gimbal. It was a DJI gimbal, wherever it is, is a, a Ronin. And I did a tutorial on YouTube and um, it's just a how to set up the Ronin. And that got um, you know, over half a million views. <laughs> and then the new version came out and then I did a new version. It's already got a hundred thousand views and a lot of comments like from people like, you know, oh, you know, People are not explaining it this way. And, uh, you know, and, you know, even someone said, you know, man, I wish that you would just go and teach everything. And and so just kind of thinking, you know, like, wow, you know, what if I do, you know, obviously I would have to be very selective because I can't teach everything. But, you know, maybe that would be really helpful for people to just kind of teach, you know, technology, but break it down. Because what happens is. People that are not called to teach, who try to teach, um, ego gets in the way, knowledge gets in the way, right? You, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Like, yeah. So they either overcomplicate it, um, which means they don't understand it. Because um, I remember in, you know, in school, even in high school, the teacher that made it complicated honestly means that they didn't get it. They were just, they read it in a textbook. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, so you've kind of got that. And then um, you've also got people assume that people know more than they know or 
And that's where the ego comes in. Um, some people don't like to teach the really, really basics or they skip some of the entry steps because, you know, or their mm -hmm. peers, they're more concerned about the people, their peers that are watching and you say, oh man, this guy's such a newbie. Yeah. And you just, you can't worry about that when you're teaching people. You can't worry about yourself. You can't think about yourself at all. When you're teaching, you're thinking about this piece of information and how you can get it to the other person, you yeah. know? And if you start focusing on yourself, well, you can't, you know, you're not a good teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and imagine like just knowing, uh, well, and, and really even just through this conversation, but just you, you strike me as a person that just really is in tune with their curiosity and following their curiosity. So I imagine like the tutorials or the features that you, you want to focus on will be things that, you know, that have you have legitimate curiosity and, and you probably you're wondering like, oh yeah, like how, how do you do this? And that, that comes through. Like that's, that's the part that you can't, you should say you can't fake, but people on the other side feel the fake if you're just doing mm -hmm. it because it's like mm -hmm. the latest whatever to cover, for example. Right. Yeah. 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 That's the difference. That's yeah. exciting. So how, uh, last question on this topic, um, just being like, cause I think it doesn't matter who's on the other side listening or what kind of work that you're doing. Sometimes at one point we fall into this, this phase where, where exactly what you described, it feels like something's shifting. We don't exactly know what, um, and kind of two, two paths usually emerge. There's the path of kind of fearing the uncertainty or being excited about the uncertainty. I'm just curious how you're navigating this 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 phase for 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 you and if there's any uh, speaking of teaching people if there's <laughs> if there's anything that you found helpful knowing that something something's shifting please do share for for people that might be going through this right now. Yeah, I think you know, it's important to recognize the seasons of your life. You know, um Stevie Nicks landslide, right? <laughs> <laughs> um and really as we do change, things things change. You know, we change. We evolve. We learn from what um, you know. Every we learn from our experiences. We learn from what other people have taught us, um, and we evolve. And you know, I think it's just as far as fear. Um, I don't think I have a fear of those kind of things. Like I know some people do. Um, you know, we all have fears and obviously I have, I have my own fears, but I think I'm more excited about, you know, the opportunity, you know, something yeah. fresh and exciting. New. It's a journey, it's an adventure, you know, and I live, I mean, that's why I came to the United States, you know, cause I was raised on books of, you know, Lord of the Rings, the Hobbits, you know, from New yeah. Zealand, you know, well, you know, the yeah. films were, but Been you there, know, yeah. but it's, it's a, I grew up like wanting in a journey and adventure. I'm on my adventure. So, you know, um, I think, I think the challenge is, you know, like sometimes I can be focused on the goal and this can be the weakness of, you know, being the chess player, seeing the end before the beginning is being so focused on the destination that, you know, and it's as cliche as it is not enjoying the journey yeah. um, because at the end of the day, you know, the journey is all you have. That's so true. I mean, we never, if you reach the goal, then you've just, you know, what, what is the goal? Death? Because yeah. if, yeah. <laughs> if you hit the goal and you say, I'm not going to evolve, I'm not going to grow anymore, you might as well be dead. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Know? 
So, I mean, we have the journey. That's it, right? So, I mean, why not enjoy it? Oh, I love it. I mean, I can continue for hours with 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 you, Colin. And it's um, again, I'm just I'm I'm so grateful that the the you know my journey and your journey somehow are our paths crossed. And uh, there's just, like I said at the opening of the show, just a beautiful full circle moment, at least for me. So it was a real honor and privilege to have you on the show. And the the ripple effect of of your work, as you know. Uh, has spanned across, you know, multiple countries, millions of people. And that's, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing that I want to thank you for. Um, and, and, you know, hope that you give yourself some self-love uh, for every now and then, because it's, it's helping myself included and, and, and it continues every day. So thank you. Thank you for coming on and uh, to the next conversation. All right. Well, thanks for having me. The time went really fast. I know, right? That happens. <laughs> <laughs>